Kiss me more. Kiss me more. I was just gonna make a dumb comment where I'm like, that song is actually an anthem for this show because um, fucking with this show feels like jail. Oh, it does. One, two, three, four, go! Falling in love is such an easy thing to do. Let's get to it. Please get to it. Let's stop talking. Let's get to it. Let's fall in love. Anywho, how are you? I'm good. I went to my sister's house yesterday. Ooh, fun. I had this whole morning because Olive had a vet appointment. Okay. At 7.45 in the morning. So I took her to the vet and they're like, okay, well, we'll just take her back and like, we'll call you when she's ready to be picked up. And I was like, great. How long do you think that's going to be? And they said four to six hours. And I said... Oh, I have plans today. Four to six hours? Yeah. Because they just kind of see, like, drop-off patients when they can. Yeah. And, like, the point is you drop them off and then you go home and then they call you and you come pick them up. Yeah, I get that. But usually it's, like, really quick. Yeah. And so when they said four... Because they had two surgical patients yesterday, so they said four to six hours. Okay. And I was like, she literally just needs... To be, like, weighed and yeah. to be looked at. Like, it's just one of her twice yearly physicals. Like, it's not yeah, a big thing. But yeah. I didn't complain, of course. I was like, she was like, is that a problem? And I was like, no, it's okay. Like, I'll just reschedule what I was going to do. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And she was like, okay, I mean, we can try to expedite her. And I was like, I mean, if you're able to, great. But if you can't, like, again, it's not a big deal. Yeah. So then I went and Target opened at eight and I needed to pick up some prescription medication. So I went to Target and I walk in and the pharmacy's not open until nine. Oh. And so I was like, that's fine. I'll just like walk around Target. There's a couple things that I need. So I'll like go and I'll look at things. I'll look at like every book in the book section, you know, yeah. whatever. And Target usually has a decent book section, I will say. Yeah. I walked around the whole store and I looked at everything and then I got what I needed which was two bars of soap and some toothpaste. Ooh. And I checked out and it was 8.13. Oh, wow. And I said, did I enter some kind of time void here? You need to be better at wasting time, I'm seeing. Yeah, so then I went to, like, the Starbucks and Target and I got a drink and some egg bites and I sat at a table outside and I... Those egg bites are good. They are. And I read a book and then on my phone. And then when it was done, I went inside to go pick up my prescription medication. And I walk up to the thing and they're like, ooh, we haven't filled that yet. And I was like, my doctor put it in on Monday. It is Saturday. You haven't filled it yet? It's fine. Don't worry about it. So then I like left. And I was going to be so upset if like today if like yesterday was just like a waste right if like i couldn't go see my sister if like all of the appointment took six hours i couldn't pick up my medication whatever and i left target and i immediately i immediately got a call from the vet and they were like all of ready to be picked up and i was like 
I love that. Oh, my day just turned around. And then I went and I picked Olive up and she wouldn't look at me because she was so mad because people touched her butt. I understand that. I also wouldn't look at you if you were the direct reason why people touched my butt. Yeah. And then I got to go see my niece and nephew and just have a lovely day. It was so nice. That sounds so, nice. I'm, I'm glad that really turned well. around for you. Yeah. Because that sucks when you have, like, really fun, good plans and then, like, outside forces conspire to wreck them. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that didn't happen to you. Yeah. And today I'm going and I'm buying new running shoes because I finally got paid Ooh. for this job I did in April. I love that. So I'm going to go to Hoka's. Yeah. And I'm going to go to Costco and do my grocery shopping. And it's going to be, a gr- I'm going to go pick up my medication. Oh, well, I would have done that yesterday if I were you personally. Well, <laughs> and then I don't know what else. I'm just going to like, it's going to be a day. I'm going to play my Switch. I got a new game called Cattails because a friend I made at Sephora told me to get it. Wow. Brag, you're just making friends at Sephora. Yeah, I made a friend at Sephora because I walked in and they said, do you need help? You look like someone who would need help in this store. And I said, that's hot to me. That's foreplay. Uh, yeah. And I was like, yes, I am a dyke and I know nothing about makeup. I said the word dyke in the store mm. and mm. this lovely girl named Lauren helped me around. And then we followed each other on Instagram. And then when I deleted my Instagram... We traded numbers, and she texted me yesterday, and she was like, I know you're obsessed with Stardew Valley. I've been playing this game. I'm obsessed with it. You should get it. And so I bought it. So I might play that for a little bit today. That's exciting. I know. My life is just, like, I don't want to (laughs) say... My life is a movie, bro, you know? Yeah, I don't want to say, like, my life is, like, on par with, like, a CIA operative and how exciting it is. But very exciting. My life yeah, is. Yeah, and that's cool because you did tell me too off mic that you were like working to suppress the governments of various countries in the global south. So like, right? I was. I know say your my life, life is, is kind of as exciting as the CIA. Well, you didn't let me finish. I was going to say my life is a lot ethically better than a CIA operative. Oh, but. But it's again, fine. that contradicts what you told me off mic, which was that you are like, you know, down in Panama, just like fucking shit up for their government. Oh, for sure. But like, I know you yeah. don't want to talk about that and admit to that publicly because you've got kind of this no. SJW persona that you've been cultivating. Okay, QAnon. <laughs> Look, I just think he makes some points. How are you? Good. I'm going to the Brewers Pirates game today. Woo! I went the game that I went to. The Brewers scored eight runs in the first inning. <laughs> and we yeah, were they've like, been like, oh, wonder who's sl- gonna win. They've been slapping people around lately, which has been very fun. Um, they did lose yesterday, I believe. I wasn't really paying attention to the Pirates. Um, yeah, because you know, even you know, even a blind pig finds a truffle every now and then. You know. Yeah, they're so bad. The Pirates suck. Yeah, but baseball is one of those sports where they play so many games that it's impossible to win oh, all yeah. of them. For sure. Um, I don't actually, I should fact check. I just know we were getting beat last time I checked on the Brewers game yesterday, which, um, you know, didn't seem like any of my business. So, 
No, yeah. my parents will be in town, as we've kind of discussed. Um, they're taking me. Hopefully, they'll buy me a bunch of shit. Um, and then Listen. I'll be yeah. going back to Wisconsin <laughs> for the second time this month on, like, Thursday. Which, whatever. So fun. Yeah, it's fine. August was kind of just like a wash in my book because I didn't really, you know, accomplish anything. But that's okay. That is okay. Because, you know, August kind of famously slips away like a moment in time because you were never mine. Um, That's from folklore. You haven't heard it. (laughs) I was going to say, is that a Taylor Swift song? August slips away like a moment in time. Do you feel like you spent time with people you love and that you engaged in fulfilling relationships in august no okay well maybe yeah don't try to turn this around what the hell sorry i put my therapist cap on yeah and how dare you frankly no august has just been like a bundle of anxiety in a lot of ways i get that it's like it's nice to spend time with my family but it's also like I'm kind of constantly curating this version of me that my family likes. Yeah. Um, which gets tiring from time to time. And to do for that for, like, sure. basically a whole month at a time is just, like, that's kind of why I moved so I didn't have to do that all the time. Yeah, I understand that. Um, and I love my family, don't get me wrong. But it's just, like, okay. Like, the entire, like, last week of July and you know, these next two weeks of August, that adds up to, like, three and a half weeks where I've just been kind of, like, kind of back in the little cage that I was trying to break free from. Yeah, I understand that. Not to get too, like, deeper vulnerable on the pod. No, that's a real thing. Yeah, so, you know. But it'll be nice, because, like, when they visit me here, like, I still have the option to do other things. You know, like, I could just be like, oh, I had these plans before, so. Mm-hmm. Entertain yourselves for the day. Yeah, for sure. Also, it's my birthday tomorrow, which has me already feeling, like, kind of existential, so, like, with this on top of that. It's so exciting. It's not. I'm gonna be old. I feel gross and decrepit. I'm entering year 10 of my quarter-life crisis. <laughs> And though I have tentatively declared my flop era as over, um, the quarter-life crisis still rolls on. Mm-hmm. It's just less of a flop of a quarter-life crisis at this point. Yeah. I think that all of your feelings are so valid. And I feel like August holds a lot of anxiety also just because of its like historic tie-in as like the end of summer. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, the end of world due to, like, drastic, irreparable climate change. <laughs> no. Just, like, that you also know. is notable in its effect on anxiety, was these yeah. reports that are coming out, and knowing that, um, you know, our government doesn't care enough to do anything about it, because people are still making money. Yeah. But, um, not to be, like, a bummer. No, hey, that's valid. Also, I was really hoping... Or not hoping, but I was like, it would be so funny if you were like, I think that your feelings are all valid. Ultimately, 
they're stupid though no i would never say that i know you wouldn't but like for comedy i would have enjoyed it oh yeah but um i appreciate that you're a better person not willing to jeopardize people's feelings for comedy you know only off mic would i do that I would never yeah. want people to think that I would do that. Well, that's the thing. Like, off mic, you're going to be like, wow, you were such a little bummer bitch boy this whole time. I can't believe right. that you Did soiled you get the text I sent you? It said, oh, shut it's... the fuck up, you bitch. Oh, yeah. I just got that. Wow. Okay. I'm just kidding, well, everyone. I didn't text him that. Of course really? Because then why is this that I'm showing you right now? Why is that on my phone? I just showed them the text that they sent me. Um, yeah. And because this is an audio medium, you have no way of knowing that I just threw a blank phone up to the camera. <laughs> yeah. I love this season of lying that we're doing, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, well, I don't want to, like, move past that too quickly. Oh, no, we for sure can. But I also want to be mindful of your time. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I do kind of have a hard out for the first time in my entire life. <laughs> Not to be confused with a hard on, which I had the entire time I was watching this episode. Get the fuck out of here. Just kidding. This is, I know this episode was wild because, not to jump too far into it, but my first note, which I think applies to the whole episode, is just, no, God, no, I can't watch this show. How fucking dare Brenda Hampton? This is a hate crime, (laughs) disgusting, gross, I want to die. Um, we'll get to why I felt that way so soon into the program in a few minutes, but I just wanted to, that's the energy we're kind of carrying into this episode. Welcome, everyone, to Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name is Erin. And my name is Jesse. And it is a ripe 8.54 a.m., and we're going to be covering... 8.54 a.m. on a Sunday, we should know. This is... You know, to many of us, Ulysses at Grand High School is kind of a church, and we wanted to reflect that for you by recording oh, during typical sure. church hours. We will be providing a sermon this morning. Yes, and you know what? If at the end of it you feel called, you know, to to say goodbye to the devil and to just let those sins wash off of you, you know, we will be having a moment for you to come to the altar and just profess your faith in our Lord and Savior <laughs> Um, Francia Reza. (laughs) Um, so today we're covering season two, episode 20, Mistakes Were Made. Wait, is that what the episode is called? Yeah, which, like... Yeah, this whole episode was a fucking mistake that was made. No, this entire television program, let me tell you. This is actually, like, ABC Family had to title... Like, Brenda Hampton had a different title, and ABC Family was like, no, we're calling this Mistakes Were Made because greenlighting this show... Big mistake. <laughs> so it was written exclusively by Brenda Hampton, which that you... explains the viscerally negative reaction that I had. <laughs> um, it had a three, it had a a viewership of three point zero three million viewers. A little drop off after Maya Bialik's Chicken Dance. You know that Chicken Dance directly contributed to at least point three million of those viewers. Yeah. Um, and it aired on February 22nd, 2010. Do you have biblical context, Jesse? Wait, February 22nd? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. I did have the right. I okay. thought for a second that I was looking at February 20th, and I'm like, well, you know what? We're just going to pass this off as 22nd. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have an article near and dear to my heart. 
um, which is from the New York Times. So again, I don't know any of the content. Maybe it means something completely different than the headline. But I just have, gay soldiers don't cause disruption, study says. Um, so this must be around the time we're discussing, like, you know, don't ask, don't tell, all the mm-hmm. military policies of homosexuality in the army and navy and marines and um, the other ones that probably exist. Do you think that was a direct, like, butterfly effect from Brenda Hampton writing the character Griffin? I was going to say, this is actually a collab with Brenda Hampton so that we can, um, you know, explore the storyline of Griffin gets drafted later down the line. (laughs) Um, But no, this is really near and dear to my heart because um, people who have known me for a long time know that the thing I fear most in life is the U.S. military draft. And I'd always kind of planned on using that as my coming out springboard, like the second I got drafted, being like, no, actually, I need to live honestly my life, and I am a homosexual, so you can't make me go. Um, So let me tell you, when they started saying gays could fight in the wars, I was pissed. Like, it's like, you know, some discrimination, some prejudice is healthy in society, and we should hold on to that and cling to it. And now we've got it, we're like, you know, they're starting to kick around, like, women being eligible for the draft and shit and it's like see this is what you've done like stop freedom fighting for things that are gonna hurt me or scare me yeah so please discriminate against me in ways that i want to be discriminated against my kink is not going to war and you shouldn't kink shame me for that so (laughs) I'm going to move past that. Yeah, as you should. But my article, when I was, like, looking for an article, I just picked the one that, like, made my jaw drop open the most. Ooh. Um, which is just, mind you, this is 2010, right? Yeah. A different so time. Technology is, you know, Skype's getting off the ground, whatever, and this article title is Penn School Admits to Remotely Activating Webcams on Students' Computers. What? A suburban Philadelphia school district has admitted it secretly switched on laptop computers inside students' homes. But officials say the cameras were only remotely activated to find missing or stolen laptops. The Lower, the lower Marion School District issued Apple laptops with webcams to all 2,300 students at its two high schools. But students were never informed the school had the ability to remotely activate the laptop cameras to watch them at home. Oh my gosh. So, I act, I feel like I vaguely remember this news story, weirdly enough. Right, because, so, they saw a kid named Blake Robbins, and he was eating Mike and Ike's... And the school mistook the sweets for drugs. So the attorney said, they're trying to allege that when Blake was holding two Mike and Ikes in his hand, which he apparently loves and eats religiously, that those were pills and somehow he's involved in selling drugs. Oh, this is dystopian shit. It is. This, I think, directly led to everyone putting a tape, a piece of tape over their webcam. Oh, for sure. I don't do that because... um, 
I welcome chaos into my life. No, I was going to say, you know, I don't because life's a stage and I'm here to perform, baby. But, um, I, yeah, there's a comedian that I really like who's always like, yeah, you know, I started taking that stuff seriously when I worked at the Apple store and like the CEO of Apple walked in and he had a piece of tape over his MacBook. Like, that's when I realized, like, oh, people are definitely spying using these. Yeah, I just don't think I'm worth spying on. Well, that's the thing. The only thing that makes me a little upset is that there's definitely, like, an FBI agent listening into our recordings, and it's like, babe, do it on Spotify so we get the listens. You know? Like... Yeah. Also, Where's yeah, your contribution? Like, I know you're watching me watch this shit. Um... Yeah, I feel like I'm more intimate with my FBI agent than I am with most people in my life. Sometimes I just open up my camera and just, or like just open up my laptop and just cry and confess all of my feelings because I know someone's watching. That's confession for you. Yeah, and then I get like an anonymous message from, you know, Instagram that's like, follow me for big boobies. And I'm like, thank you, FBI agent, for sending (laughs) this blessing my way. But I just think that's wild, especially, like, 2010. It really is, it's not, again, not to get too deep, but it really is evidence that we are creating technology at such a rate in which, like, the ethics cannot even be, like, we're creating technology without thinking of the ethics, without considering what the ethical... Implica- implica- implications. I know what words are. Implications yeah. are. No, for sure. It's really, it's emblematic of the fact that we do live in a society. Yeah. As the Joker once said. Um, but, yeah. No, it's really just... The fact that these technologies come out and immediately, like, within a year, there's people doing them for shady shit. Oh, Yeah. Because every time a new technology comes out, there's, like, a report a month later about, like, oh, this is actually being used for, like, invasion, invading privacy or, like, trafficking people or, like, you know, the police. Yeah. Or, like, PS3 controllers are being used to fly drones. Oh, Oh, yeah. Um... What? Yeah, to fly drones is where actually I was thinking. Yeah. For sure. Did people do that? Look, I'm not going to cast judgment on anyone, but you know, like all you need to find is a game with a good rumble feature. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto, just, you know, (laughs) jam that left trigger down and go to town, as it were. Can I tell you, there was a kid who I went to school with that was, I would say, a friend. We were on the bus together. He was wild. And he liked to threaten people in interesting and creative ways. And one of my favorites that he said was he was going to um, take this guy's phone, set it to vibrate, jam it up his ass, and keep calling him until he came repeatedly. That's the gayest shit I've ever heard. Yes. And this is from, like, a high school sophomore at the time. Like, what do you, like, how do you think, like, 
cool. He man. probably saw it on something. Probably. I don't know. He was. He's a great guy. Um, That's so funny. That sounds like something Bojack Horseman would say. Yeah, honestly, like. And this predated Bojack. So, I know. Um, he once pulled me out of the ditch. So yeah, oh, Bojack Horseman did. He drove past Uh-oh. and pulled me out of the ditch. You had a good Samaritan experience with Bojack Horseman. Yeah, yeah. But like the Larry the Cucumber way, where you got your head stuck in a hole. When does Larry the Cucumber get his head stuck in a hole? In the Good Samaritan episode. Hmm. Haven't it's very seen reminiscent that. of those like videos on that certain website where it's like woman gets stuck in washing machine. <laughs> I truly don't know what that's all about. Um, should we start? Yeah, we should. Okay. Uh, this honestly has already ruined my day thinking about this again. All right, so let's fly through. So we open in the school hallway. It's after school and Ricky and Ricky goes up to Adrian at her locker and she's just kind of being very evasive. He's asking her questions and she's like, hmm, what? You kissed Amy? What's going on? Hmm? And she just straight up is like, well, I had sex with Ben in his car on the street. And she like then turns around and walks off and he yells after her very emotionally. He's like. I only kissed Amy because she asked me to. We didn't sleep together. We haven't slept together since band camp. And Adrian just kind of pauses for a second and continues to walk. But you could tell that's not what she was expecting. And Ricky is like very upset. Yeah. Which this again, you know, I already read what my note was on this. Um, This was kind of a world breaking thing for me because now not only was this episode difficult to watch, I need to watch every subsequent episode with the knowledge that Adrian slept with Ben. Yeah. Um, which sucks, frankly. Um, also, this episode, this is the first of many times where I walk the line of, like, I feel so bad for Ricky. And, like, no, this is kind of the natural end of all that Ricky's put Adrian through. Like, she was going to snap eventually. Yeah. You know? And, like... Not saying he deserves this, but I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to have this feeling that he's put her through for the last, like, two seasons, basically. He's made her feel, Mm -hmm. like, crazy and awful and, you know, just, like, bad about his infidelities all the time. Yeah. So it just was such a weird feeling to go back and forth between, like, poor Ricky and also, like, well, what do you think was going to happen, bud? Yeah. (sighs) This is... But again, Ricky's a good actor only when he's in, like, extreme emotional, like, distress. Oh, for sure. So, like, throughout this episode, too, I'm like, this poor little boy... I think we only see him, like, twice, which might also contribute to that. For sure, for sure, because he is, yeah, he is viewed twice. So, we go to the butcher shop, and Ben is helping out a customer. It's this older woman. She's like, oh, you look so sad, little Benjamin. And he goes, 
well, I was until you called me little Benjamin, but that makes me feel happy. And I was like, are you being sarcastic? Cause you should work on your tone. That's a, he sounds like nothing. He says sounds genuine. No. Um, um, but this little old lady is so sweet. Well, no, because she's really, she's like only in it for the discount. Yeah. That's sweet to me. That's cool. Oh. <laughs> I like that more about her. And that explains why she's being nice to Ben. Yeah. This is a girl boss. And Bunny comes and intervenes after this woman asks for a discount. And she's like, I am the queen and grantor of discounts. Hot. Oh my god. But I think Bunny was an edgelord before she became a butcher. <laughs> okay. Um, so then the woman turns on Bunny and is like, have I told you you look radiant lately? You look so good. And then Bunny is like, give her the discount. Yes. I love that. We love women supporting women, you know? Yeah. And Bunny looks at Ben and she's like, why are you sad? What's going on here? Like, you, like you're like you upset because Ricky kissed Amy, who you're not dating anymore? Yeah. Which, again, stupid for Ben to be upset about that. Oh, for sure. And... It, like, Ben is like, no, I think, like, I did something, and now Ricky and I aren't going to be friends anymore, which is why I'm upset. Yeah. But before Bunny can hear from Ben what happened, Mr. Neely, another customer, comes in. I which, love this dude. Oh, it's not Mr. Neely. It's Mr. McNeely. That's a Mr. Rogers neighborhood character. Oh, Mr. McFeely? Mr. Oh, Mr. McFeely. Okay, I didn't I order confused. any whistles. So, have you um, you seen that, right? Yes. Okay, good. Garden of your mind. Google it. It's beautiful. So, this customer comes in and he's like, you called me, but I couldn't hear you on the phone, which, if that's not me. Oh my gosh. Also, Ben, like, we get your big sad, but then, like, you still got to do your job. Capitalism doesn't rest for you to be sad. And Ben says that the pastrami he likes came in, and Mr. Neely's like, you're sad about the pastrami? (laughs) You've got good pastrami and a sad face. What's that all about? (laughs) Bunny call... Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna um, say it made me giggle, because it reminds me of how you talk to my cat sometimes. Get out of here. No, like, one of the times when we were together, and I was like... Yeah, Linus has been, like, waking up at five and, like, waking me up. And you, like, looked at Linus and you were like, "Oh, what's that all about? That's why... But didn't you hear me say how much I liked that guy? That's why I liked him. Because he reminded me of you. No, I know. But that is how I talked to my cats last night when I was driving home. (laughs) I was, like, feeling kind of sad. And then all of a sudden, halfway through the ride, I remembered that I got to see all of what I got home. And I started smiling in the car and I was like, what's wrong with me? Oh, I love my cats. That's good. Anyway, so Bunny breaks off and because she gets a call from Ricky or she calls Ricky or something. And he's just a sad boy and he's sitting on the floor. Yeah, like having a breakdown... Honestly, this is, like, I would give him an, an Emmy for this. That's, a, like, he does good acting. And, again, it might be the scarcity of his presence in this episode that makes the few times we see him hit so much harder. 
Because I yeah. believe after this scene, we do not see him again. I don't think so either, but Bunny is like, listen, whatever's going on between you and Ben, like, I don't want to know. Well, I don't know if she says she doesn't want to know. I feel like Bunny would want to know. But she's like, yeah, she... things are slow. We had a fast morning. You don't need to come in. Like, but also let me give you advice as I would to my own little treasures. My own genetic treasures. Genetic treasures. Which is and a hot like, phrase. Don't let anything come between, like, you and your friends. Good friends are hard to find. And Ricky's response is just, Ben had sex with Adrian, and she whips around on Ben. And you can tell. She lit his car on fire. Oh, for sure. We didn't see that on screen, but she did that. She stabbed. She dug her keys right into the side of his sweet little souped-up four-wheel drive. Pretty you know? little souped-up. But yeah, 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 for sure. Little what? Pretty little souped-up. You said sweet. Oh, it's pretty little. Um, sorry. sorry. I'm kind of a Carrie underwood That's our stand name, the Underwoodies. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, <laughs> but no, my note here is to, like, okay, Ben's getting fired. Like, oh, we all sure. know if, you know... Ben and Ricky were hanging off a cliff and Bunny was there and had the means to save both. She would use both of her hands to help Ricky up and dust him off. Yeah. And then she would fart in Ben's face. Yes. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) So we go to the theme. Yeah. Yeah. I think right after a shot of Ricky like on the floor crying and looking so broken yeah oh so sad so we go to after the theme we enter the jurgens house we're in amy's bedroom with amy and madison and lauren and she's talking about how when her and ricky kissed she didn't feel anything so it was like kind of nice confirmation and also like it was good to realize that she wasn't a bad kisser, which, like, her friends literally put into her head. Yeah, for sure. No, it was... Again, like, I've weirdly become major Team Amy in the last couple episodes, where I'm like, yeah, I'm glad that you got to, like... You know, this kind of puts to rest anything in your mind where you're like, oh, maybe I should be boinking Ricky again, since he's the father of my child. Like... Sometimes the only way to know if you don't want someone is to have them for a second, you know? And yeah, and also like obviously like you have to have conversations with your partners about like what they're comfortable doing. Yeah. But like for me personally, if like a partner were to tell me like, "Oh, I kissed someone because they asked me to because they were feeling insecure," Or, like, I offered to because they were feeling insecure. Yeah. And it didn't mean anything. I would be like, okay. Yeah. And that's like, a kiss doesn't really mean much to me. That's my... Yeah. And that... Which... It's different for everyone, but... Yes. And again, obviously, Adrian wouldn't have been okay with it. And... So I can't, like, fully get behind Amy's actions because... Oh. And she admitted last well, episode that she didn't think about Adrian and she actually feels really bad about that. Yeah. And I feel like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously I, the communication was bad, but, like, I'm glad that Amy got something valuable about out of this. Right. And I think... Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know if I necessarily blame Amy more than I... No. It was definitely, again, Ricky's the one who, like, offered, put it into her head, like, came over and then acted on it knowing full well Adrian wouldn't be okay with it without communicating with her. So, like, you know, I'm... It's hard to... The easy thing is to blame the other woman because that's kind of what we as a society do. But I'm more progressive than that. I'm a little better than, you know, I'm not like other guys. I think that actually Ricky was in the wrong and I'm brave for saying that and I should get my cookies for it. Yeah, it just seems like for the meaning that both Ricky and Amy took from this kiss... It's definitely, like, kind of, like, a butterfly effect where, like, it started this whole tornado that kind of whips around him. That's the thing. It's really big, like, it started out with a kiss. How did it end up like this? Yeah. So, anyway. They bring up that Lauren made out with Ricky. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, Amy cares about that. Even though she doesn't have feeling for Ricky, she cares that, like, her best friend make out, made out with him, which is just, like, I get it. That's, like, teenager log- logic, whatever. For sure. Also, like, you know, I think it's safe to say that most people shouldn't be making out with Ricky at this point in his life and development. Oh, yeah. So, like, I get her concerns about that and, like... Yeah, same. Um, He's not in a great place right now. Um... She says that John is the only guy she loves. She's over Ben. But then Madison and Lauren have the brilliant idea to tell Amy that Mm. Ben is not that nice of a guy and that he slept with Adrian. And Amy kind of, that like causes Amy to falter. And she's like, she tries to send them home because she's like, I need to, you know, talk to someone. Yeah. And so, And and they're like, oh, oh, no, no, no. What does she say? She's like, well, I need to read to John and put him down. Right. And now, she's like, you guys need to leave because I need to take care of John. I need to read to him and put him down. And they're isn't like, well, funny... you need to go somewhere. Sorry, not to get off topic, but isn't it funny how we use put down as both like euthanize your pets and also put your baby to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love English. Um, Me too. But this is wild because she's like, I, I, you guys need to leave. And they're yeah. like, oh, well, we'll put John down. And, like, you can go and, like, talk to whoever you need to talk to. And she's like, well, but then I wouldn't get to read to John. And reading to John is my favorite part of the day. And they're Ooh. like, oh, well, we'll read to John. And it's like, did you guys not just hear her where she's not like, oh, reading to John is John's favorite part of the day. Reading to John is my, my favorite, favorite part, of the, part day. of the day. Also, it's so sweet to see her, like, actively enjoying John and, like, yeah, you know, like... Yeah, it actually, like, it made me, like, emotional a little bit to hear her say that reading to John is her favorite part of the day. Yeah. Because we haven't seen much of Amy, like, you know, acting like the baby isn't a burden. Yeah. And, yeah. At least not on screen. I'm sure off screen there's all sorts of stuff we're not seeing, but. Yeah. But yeah, it's just wild to me that she's like, yeah, this is my favorite part of the day, so I really want to do this. And they're like, oh, we'll do that for you. Yeah, I think she's really come so far since he was born. And it's really sweet to see the ways in which she's developed as, like, a mother. For sure. Like, the last four episodes, I'm firmly in Amy's camp again after 
again, I say I don't think this character can be redeemed, and immediately they begin redeeming this character, which is wild yeah. to me. Brenda Hampton obviously turned on my laptop um, webcam and spied on me to try to figure out how to write this character. She said that she was supposed to watch Robbie too. Yeah. But Ashley's watching Robert right now. What? Robert? <laughs> but Robert. Ashley's watching Robbie right now. They're like, where are your parents? And she's like, um, they're not home right now. Actually, Lauren says that because Lauren clearly knows where they are. So I guess Hippa's still fucking dead in a ditch. Yeah. Or Amy told Lauren, but not Madison, because she seems to do that a lot where she doesn't really trust Madison with anything, but she talks to Lauren. Yeah. Like when she said Lauren could babysit, but she couldn't tell Madison. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then we kind of move over because we know that Ashley's watching Robbie in which Robbie is just in a pack and play in her room and do we see robbie during this or did they just fully have an empty pack and play oh i think an empty pack and play cool i'm glad we're on the same page with that she's also entertaining grant in her bedroom she just turned 15 over the holidays which holidays which holidays brenda (laughs) where are we in the timeline let us know coward um (laughs) i fucking dare you but ashley yeah, so we find out she's 15. Ashley didn't ask her parents if Grant could come over. And he goes, wow, I'm wowed by your rebellious nature. To which also, I have the Grant- note, this kid looks like he starts fires. Oh, my note is, this guy looks 28. <laughs> <laughs> both true, both valid. Also, yeah. I think yours is actually accurate. I looked him up and he's like 40 now. Are you serious? I'm pretty sure. Let me double, you know, fact check on this, but. That's disgusting. Yeah, Grant Harvey is 37 years old right now, which means so in 2010, 2010, he was. He was 25? Or wait. No, 26. 26. So you were and two years the- off in your estimate. And India Isley was, like, 16. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. Hollywood is a poison. And by Hollywood, I mean ABC Family specifically. That's the thing. If you're gonna have some of your teen actors be, like, almost, you know, creeping up on 30, you really need consistency in that if they're gonna kiss. Oh my god, yeah, like, not to bring Pretty Little Liars into it, but Sasha Petierce, or whatever her name is, who played Allison, was, like, actually 14 at the time that they shot the pilot, and everyone else was at least 10 years older. Yeah. And she's and she's kissing, like, multiple people. Yeah. That's also, like, uh, Mila Kunis on that 70s show. Though she yeah. did famously lie about her age to get the part. So, like, yeah. I can't completely fault Hollywood on that. Holly weird, am I right? <laughs> Holly woo, stars and celebrities. What do they know? Do they know things? <laughs> Let's find out. The arc where J.D. Salinger wants to host a game show is the funniest shit I've ever seen in yeah. my life. Um so wait we're not here to talk about good television let's get back to secret life yeah okay so grant loves sneaking around 
Who doesn't, and she, honestly? Anna, it's hot, okay? And I she says that she... to sneak. I don't tell she, my roommate about any of my conquests so that I can feel like I'm sneaking. That's amazing. That also implies you, that I have conquests. I have Pokemon conquests the for the Nintendo DS. <laughs> so... <laughs> okay, she didn't want to set a precedent for asking for permission to see him. Which... And she's... Yeah. Was a wild thing to say, because, like, babe, you're 15. There's already precedent that you need to ask your parents' permission before doing things. Before inviting a 26-year-old man over your house. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh um, Ashley's back on her invisibility bullshit that, like, no one pays attention to her, which I is valid. I'm not... It's... But... Just the way she says it is so melodramatic. Yeah, also, like, you and George famously tell each other everything, so, like, it's a little harder for me to buy the invisibility stuff this time around when she has actually been getting attention this whole season. Well, and also, like, she directly benefits from her invisibility because she gets to do things like this. Yeah, she's never had, like, a negative... You know, she's never been, like, in a crisis and everyone ignored her. It's always been, like, she's making out with boys and everyone ignored her. Yeah. So I and like yeah, I understand that like you want to perhaps have like a closer relationship, especially with her mom. Like I can for see sure. that. Yeah. But like you have to not just like be a bitch to her every time she talks. Well, to you. that's the thing. Like she's so like not even like funny mean. Like she's truly mean to everyone in her family, and then she's like, none of them want to be around me, and it's like, well, yeah. Because you're a bully, frankly. Like, if you were saying this stuff to me on a daily basis, I would also ignore you if I was a member of your family. You're so mean, Ashley. You're yeah, so mean. So, so mean. All right. We have an hour, so let's... Oh, yeah. F- ...fly through this. Let's start cooking with gas, as it were. So, because Ashley's invisible, Grant suggests a sleepover. He says, that would be funny if we had a sleepover. Ha 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 ha. And she's like, okay... What if like you can we slept sl- over in your garage? Just kidding. Unless. Yeah. And she tells him they can, but no physical contact. And also that he can't ask her to kiss her because if a guy has to ask her and she has to think about it and she gets interrupted because he kisses her in the middle of this. But I was like, if a guy has to ask you, if a guy's asking you if he can kiss you and then if you have to think about it, you're going to say no. That means you're a lesbian. Yes. Also, if a guy asks to kiss you, it's the hottest thing ever. Oh my god, so hot. The second a guy asks to kiss me, I'm like, okay, um, my pants will be off in five minutes. And there's nothing I can do about it. Because consent is sexy, frankly. For sure. Also, I said they couldn't have gotten a better take. Because this, (laughs) this is my note, right? This kiss between the two of them, this first kiss between the two of them churned my stomach honestly disgusting so horrible violence so awkward so then we go to madison he's like kissing her cheek but also her mouth oh yeah yeah. it's i don't want to think about it i forgot Um, about it until you brought it up and now i won't sleep but they really couldn't have been like hey everyone so that made all of us violently uncomfortable yeah so let's try it one more time this was actually how they were trying to skirt around him being 26 and her being 16 was by having him kiss the side of her mouth instead of her (laughs) actual mouth um so 
Madison and Lauren are in Amy's bedroom. John is sleeping in a pack and play. We've never seen this nursery that he apparently has. Yeah, I don't think he uses it. And he's like sleeping, but they're talking full volume and all the lights are on. I know. Later this baby in the episode, is not they sleeping. get an. No, later in this episode, they get annoyed because he keeps waking up. And it's like, hmm, maybe if there's something you could do to like prevent that from happening. Oh my god. Yeah. So they both want. They're like taking pictures of John and they're like, oh, when he wakes up. Let's take pictures of us holding them and send them to our boyfriends. But then they're like, wait, we don't want our boyfriends to know that we're thinking about having a baby. Like, it's too soon to think about it. But they do think about it and they feel kind of, like, ashamed for thinking about it because they're too young. But that's, like, it's normal. You can, like, fantasize about that. Yeah, for sure. You just don't necessarily need to, like, you know... Well, I don't know. You can... I don't... When I would date in high school, like, a big thing was always, like, oh, what would we name our children? And it was just, like, a fun yeah. little game we'd play. It was never, like, me being, like, yes, we are going to have children in the next two years, by the way. Yeah. Um. Um. But so, but yeah, Jesse calls Lauren. Lauren calls Jesse, right? No, Jesse calls Lauren. Oh. And she picks up the okay. phone. Go ahead. Oh. I don't remember what she says. She says, like... Oh. Like, I, oh, I'm stuck watching Baby. Yeah, she says... She says... Amy <laughs> stuck her and Madison with the baby to go out. As if like, you didn't, like, force her out the door. Yeah. Like, are you kidding Lauren? me, Lauren? And then she just blurts out that she never wants to have kids or get married. And Jesse is just like, um... Okay, yeah, me either, I guess. Yeah, not for a while, I guess. And, and Madison is like, ooh, good job, Lauren. I'm going to call Jack and say the same thing. My immediate thought is just, okay, so they're both getting dumped by their boyfriends, right? Like, that's yeah. going to be the plot point. Like, oh, they're not being serious enough for Jesse and Jack. And then Jesse and Jack are going to hook up because they're both looking for a committed relationship. Exactly. That would be... so bold and beautiful it would you know if jesse and lauren get married and jack and madison get married they're all living in the same house and they're both beards for each other oh for sure so ashley and grant we go back to them in ashley's bedroom and he says wow and she says wow back and my note is this is so icky grant thinks that the feeling will last forever and then they kiss some more and we go straight from there to therapy with Dr. Ken and George and Anne. Which, and I said, so, okay, we have no ethics. Yeah. Especially after, like, Ken and George went out and Ken just dropped all of his drama. Like, we don't even know how therapy works. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. You, you don't, they usually don't want you knowing, operation. like, aspects of your therapist's personal life and their issues. Because that makes it hard. No, that's, Yeah. There's just so many violations. Whatever. The um, reason you pay your therapist is not... Like, you're in relationship with your therapist, right? Like, there, there's a relationship there. But the reason that you pay them is because then they listen to everything you have to say, but you don't have to hold on to what, like, they have to say. Yeah, you know? for sure. It's not a friendship. It's a transactional relationship, frankly. 
Yeah. And it, that doesn't mean that your therapist doesn't care about you. No, you not at all. Your therapist. But the reason that you pay your therapist is so that way you don't have to hold on to like their burdens. Like yes. they hold on to yours. And it's just yeah. like unobjective truth sometimes. You know? You mean objective? I meant what I said and I said what I meant. An elephant's word is 100%. So unobjective? Yeah, I pay my therapist to lie to me, frankly. You just want their subjective feelings? Yeah, I just, I'm like, hey, like, I know what I should do, but, like, is this messy, you know? Like, is this okay? That's, I think one of my favorite tweets of all time is from uh, Dana Donnelly. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, um... I got my therapist to confront her husband about not liking her Instagram posts. So at least I know even though she can't make me better, I can make us both worse. (laughs) It's beautiful, and it's how I feel. So, that's so funny. But this is so weird. Anne says that she doesn't like living with her mistakes, or George's, or Amy's. And George is like, Okay, well, listen, this is what I want. I want to get remarried. Kind of gives Anne an ultimatum Mm. of, like, are we going to get remarried or not? He storms out because, like, this, all of their problems have not been solved in 10 minutes of therapy. Yeah. He, like, yells at Ken, and as, like, George storms out, Ken starts laughing, and Anne is like, why are you laughing? And... And Dr. Ken's like, well, you know, like, if there's one thing about George, it's that he's honest. He's honest about his feelings. And she's like, cut the bullshit. Like, that's not honesty. That's anger. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. She's like, cut the bullshit. Tell me what's going on. What do we need to do to fix this relationship? You want honesty? Here's honesty. And Dr. Ken is like, no, that's not honesty. That's anger. And I was like, is that misogyny? Yeah. Like, so George's angry outburst is honesty, but Anne's angry outburst is anger. Yeah. Um, And he doesn't normally tell people what he thinks because that's not why people come, which is true. Like, yeah. But like, let's not act like you have any sort of psychiatric ethics at this point, doctor. Oh, for sure. And he says that the issue of control keeps coming up and can't control her life. He says to give up trying to control it and just live it. He thinks the pursuit of happiness is a waste of time. You can only choose to feel the love that's around you mistakes are just lessons the sum total of our experiences are what makes us who we are give yourself a break as well as george and amy and so i was like so brenda hampton really just walked down the card aisle picked out a bunch of cards and then wrote down what was inside of them for for sure therapist spiel yeah i just i feel like this is george getting off with no accountability whatsoever um and like it's like no and you're you have a problem for being upset that he's a bad person yeah um also i don't know sometimes with these episodes i don't know what's going on but my note after that is just i think Anne should fuck the counselor no no i don't agree with it either but at some point my brain was broken to the point where i'm like yes this is good this is good dynamics this is hot to me I just think Anne deserves to sleep with a hot person just once in this show, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And it's either Dr. Ken or Ruben. Ruben. But I think Cindy deserves better. Yeah. So it's so, gotta be Dr. Ken. I'm sorry. We go to Ben's bedroom. It's just really quick one line. He tells Allison Henry it was a mistake. We go to Adrian. We go to Grace's bedroom where Adrian is telling Grace it was a stupid, stupid mistake while she's crying. Commercial break. Oh, oh yeah, because it's like Dr. Ken being like, you know, you, mistakes are lessons. And then Ben's like, it was a mistake. And Adrian's like, it's a mistake. Yeah. So then we come back from the commercial break, still in Grace's bedroom. And Grace, I have a lot of issues with this because mm. she's like, honestly, like, you would have been just as mad if you knew that they just kissed. Like, you're mad right now because they didn't sleep together. They just kissed. But, like, knowing you, it would have been the same in your mind. And she's like, you, like, through your action here... You didn't just, like, hurt, like, Ricky. You hurt me. You hurt Ricky. You hurt Amy. And kind of you hurt Jack, which I don't get that. That one I was... I My first thing is, what happened to Jack? Like, what... How yeah. Did, but I guess it all goes back to, like, her blowing him way back when, I guess. I guess. And Adrian's like, I came over here to feel better. And Grace is like, I'm sorry, but you did the wrong thing again. Like... Also, like, none of this would have happened if you never had had sex with Jack in the beginning. And Adrian's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, why are you trying to make me feel guilty? Like, I don't understand this. And Grace is like, sure you do. You feel guilty now for what you did. And Adrian's like, yeah, that's outside of just, like, sex in general. Like, I don't feel guilty for having sex with Ben. Yeah. She's like, it was wrong that I did it out of revenge, not that I did it. Yeah. And Grace is like, you know in your heart that all of this is because you have sex outside of marriage, and that's bad. Yeah. Which, like... Ugh. This... And Adrian's like, why did I become... Like, why did I become friends with you? Like, it used to make me feel good, but you're no better than me, and being friends with you doesn't make me feel good anymore. And Grace is like, I'm not responsible for your bad feelings about yourself. You are. Maybe if you didn't have sex with every guy you know, you'd like yourself a little better. Disgusting. Which, like... I think later on, Grace is the thing where she's like... I told you not to do this and you still did it. And it's like, um, Grace, do you remember when you had sex yeah. with Jack for the first time and Adrian told you not to do it? And then Adrian you told you, that you not killed to do your it. dad? Adrian... <laughs> yeah. No, Adrian told Adrian... you not to do it. Adrian drove over to your house to try to cock block you. Like, Adrian did everything in her power to get you to stop doing it and you still did it. And then when your it. dad died... She didn't go, well, I told you not to do it. No, she tried to comfort you. She dealt with your, like, verbal abuse and rudeness. This is just ridiculous. It... Like, this is not a time to push your agenda, Grace. No, and, like, eventually I did wheel back. Not, I again, I think everything Grace said was stupid and I hated it. But, I, like, eventually I wheeled back and I'm like, okay, so she did um, just confess that she had, like, very real feelings for Ben and Adrian did just immediately fuck him right yeah, after saying no. that. So I get she's talking out of anger, but, like, that doesn't excuse the horrible things she's saying. Oh, for sure. Um, I, for, I again, I forgot that the Grace-Ben um, thing was happening, period, because it was so deeply unmemorable to me. Yeah. So it took until, like, halfway through the episode to be like, oh, maybe Grace was just, like, deeply angry and didn't actually mean these things, but she still shouldn't have said them. Yeah. Adrian kind of storms out, and Tom grabs her, and is like, Grace is an idiot. 
like, don't listen to her. And Adrian's like, I gotta go, whatever. And then Tom goes into Grace's room and she's like, or, and he's like, honestly, you're being a bad Christian because, yeah. like, you were just an asshole to Adrian. Yeah. Which, good. Someone needed to call her out and I'm glad someone did. Oh, for sure. Because too many times people act like this and then everyone in their circle is like, yes, you were right for that. Yeah. Like, I remember just being in church and, like, if you ruined a relationship with someone because you, like, called them out on your shitty, on their behavior or whatever, that, like, was unchristian, you were, like, lauded as, like, a saint. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I had people calling me unchristian for, like, half of our conversations for two years in college. And then, like, I at one point was like, hey, like, maybe you shouldn't host a giant party in the middle of a pandemic because that seems contrary to Christ's teaching. And then it ended the relationship because I was being a bad person. Yeah. Um, so, like, so... if it's ever about something, like, genuine, that's bad. But if it's like, oh, you went to the bar once, you're being a bad Christian. Oh, yeah, you're gay, you're being a bad Christian. That's okay. If it's ever like, right. oh, your actions could directly cause hundreds of people in your circle to get sick and or die, that's bad, actually. And that's, it's very important to note the difference. Oh, for sure. So we go to um, the Boykovich house. Bunny and Leo are sitting on the couch downstairs. My first note is that Bunny is a snitch. For sure. Like, I don't really think it's necessarily appropriate for you to, like, go tell your boss that, like, his son slept with... His friend's girlfriend. Well, that's the thing. Like, you won't tell him that, like, a window was broken and ask him how to proceed with it. You will immediately go over and be like, your son fucked Adrian. Right. So. But then again, she does deeply hate Ben and deeply love Ricky. So I guess this does track with her prior behavior. (laughs) I mean, same. But so Leo doesn't understand why he like why Ben would do something like that. And then Betty enters and she's like, Bunny, I want to ask you something. And Leo's like, I don't think now's a good time. And Betty's like, oh no, is the wedding off? And Leo's like, no, 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 no. It's fine. Okay, I don't want to upset you. So you go ahead and ask what you want. And Betty asks Bunny to be her maid of honor. But, but, first, there are two very iconic moments. One is Bunny goes... Whatever you think. I never slept with him. Our, our our relationship is purely business. Oh, yeah. Um, Which was so funny. And then the other one was Betty being like, I always meant to go down to the butcher shop, but it's it's so meaty down there. Yeah. So I just, I needed to highlight both of those things because I was cackling no. before we, this was the only joy I found in this entire episode, frankly. I'm, yeah, for sure. Um... But Betty asks Bunny to be her maid of honor, but then, and Bunny's like, oh yeah, of course, but also, like, I'm guessing Ben's gonna be your best man, and, like, things will be awkward because of this conversation, so, like, get back to me. Yeah. So, we go to Ben's bedroom, and Alice, just point blank, is like, have you ever been beat up? Yes. And they also don't understand why Ben did this. And then Alice brings up Ricky's violent past. Yeah, that was bullshit. Whatever. Yeah. Because he was in foster care. And it's like, okay, Alice, we'd have played a really harmful stereotype. Yeah, we've never seen Ricky be violent. We've seen him 
sleep with a lot of women. Yeah. And that's very um, different. Ben hopes... Ben is like, well, I hope Ricky hits me. I also hope Ricky hits Same. him. Yeah. Yeah. And Alice is like, okay, well, uh, we can see that, like, you're in crisis and, like, there's a whole thing happening here, but we need to leave to go have sex. That is inspiring, honestly. I love that. And I think it should happen more. Every time someone's in crisis from now on, I am going to go leave to have sex. Um, we go back to Ashley's bedroom and George comes in to grab Robbie and he literally doesn't notice Grant sitting there until Ashley's like, oh, dad, I want to introduce you to Grant. Which and is George so out goes, of George's character. Just saying. Oh, yeah. And George is just like, I'm just going to assume you're gay because that's going to be easiest right now. And like leaves. Yeah. And Grant's like, thank you, sir. Which yeah. I relate to. I also thank people who assume I'm gay. Yeah. So then we go to Anne and George in the kitchen with Robbie and Anne smiles at George as he like walks in with Robbie and you can tell they're going to have like a conversation, but then Lauren and Madison ruin it by like entering with John. And I said, sleep means nothing to these people. They don't know how to like put their children on consistent sleep schedules. Yeah. And this is, yeah, this first time that Madison and Lauren have babysat. I'm like, okay, I understand all of Amy's reservations now. Yeah, Madison and Lauren tell Anne and George that Amy's not here, um, and we kind of go to where she is, which Amy is sitting in the car with Jimmy. Jimmy looks pissed. Her phone is ringing, and he's like, your phone is ringing. And she's like, is that why you didn't call me? I think that's alluding to, like, the number of phone calls she made during their date, which, like, fair. Yeah. I Can I just say, I don't like Jimmy. No. So we go to a, a commercial break. We come back. We're still in the car with Amy and Jimmy. And he calls her a liar for having a condom in her purse because like, he's like, you told me you weren't interested in having sex again in high school, but then like you had a condom. So like clearly like you are. No one in the show communicates. They're like no. morally against it. Right. Because he just, again, made an assumption that could have been cleared up with a 10 minute discussion at most. And yeah. ran with it. Um, also... And he asks... Oh, oh sorry. Ahead. I was just going to say, like... There's no grace for Amy's prior situation where she, like, obviously wasn't planning on having sex, but then caught, caught unprepared and had a baby. Yeah. Like, you're always keeping that motherfucking thing on you at this point, right? Yeah, I guess, because I, I don't know, like... This, all the dialogue on the show was so confusing this episode, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, for sure. But he's like, how did you get pregnant? And she's like, it was a mistake. Like, we weren't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it to happen. And he's like, so that's why you have a condom, in case you make another mistake. And she's like, no, I wouldn't just make a mistake. Like, I would stop it before that. And he's like, that's not how mistakes work. Like, you know. And he's like, I don't want to complicate my life right now with sex. <sighs> And she's guy. like, honestly, I came to see you because Ben and Adrian slept together and I feel betrayed. And so I drove up here because I really do like you and you never called. And I thought you didn't call me because I was. A- oh, no, no, no. And he just like kisses her and then they break off. And she's like, I thought I was I thought you didn't call because you thought I was a bad kisser. And he's like, no. And then they kiss some more. Gross. But it's just like weird. 
So we go to the Boykovich house. We're in the office, which looks like something out of like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like the Betty is sitting in a throne. Yes, a dragon is curled up behind her inexplicably. Yeah. And Um, everyone's calling her Khaleesi? Yeah. I've never seen Game of Thrones. I haven't either, but I read the first book. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Ben comes in and he asks if she knows where Leo is. And Betty immediately calls him out on sleeping with Adrian. She's like, does a crossword puzzle. (laughs) She's like, do you know a three letter word for someone who like sleeps with their best friend's girlfriend? I do. B-E-N. Ben. I thought she was going to say H-O-E. Ho. She's like, we should talk about it. And he, I fucking hate Ben. I would I, beat him up on the street. Yeah. He says, do I want to talk about a mistake I made with sex to a hooker? Um, no. And my note here is go to hell, Ben. Fuck all the way off into hell. Oh, my note here is, I hope you end up with each of your limbs in a different garbage can. Yeah. He deserves, he, this is so uncalled for and so disgusting. Like, Betty's truly trying to help you. Sure, she came out firing pretty hot with a joke that maybe, you know, didn't land. But Mm -hmm. you're the one who made a mistake here. There is no reason to try to diminish her or make her feel bad for her past here. Mm -mm. No. So Betty leaves and Ben starts to like call after her. But Jack enters the house at the same time. And Alice and Henry apparently called him to come over because Ben might get beat up. And Ben just shouts at him, hit me. And Jack's like, no, I'm not going to beat you up, but someone else might. Ben really, my note is Ben really wants to get his shit rocked. Yeah, I understand this. I frequently want someone to just beat the shit out of me consensually. Yeah. So I think this might be less about his self-loathing and more about like his sexuality, really. So, Ben Ben admits to Jack, he's like, I had sex with Adrian. And Jack's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> I love Jack. But, I don't know, like, Jack, he's like, yeah, I did that too. Like, not even in a way where he's, like, being a himbo. He's like, I made the same mistake. Which, again, I just wish they would acknowledge that their mistake wasn't having sex with Adrian. It was having sex with Adrian... While one of both of them was in a committed relationship. Yeah. Ben says that he deserves to be pummeled. Yes, again, true. And Jack's like, Jack's like, Ben, don't do anything stupid. Like, this will all blow over. Like, he'll get over it. She'll get over it. And it kind of comes out that Ben's like, well, there's no chance that, like, Amy will get back together with me now. Good. Yeah. Jack is like, yeah, honestly, like, it's a good lesson to learn that, like, a mistake can kind of ruin your life. Girls don't understand it the way that guys do. Like, look at it this way. You learned a lesson. Like, Ricky will get over it. You know, like, Amy might hold on to it, but, like, that's okay. You know, life will goes on, you know, which is like, Jack, love you. Yeah. And then Jack's like, well, I don't want to, like, bother you with my problems. And Ben's like, please. Which, that I get. Whenever I'm having, like, a big issue, I'd rather someone tells me about their issue so I can feel oh, helpful for, sure. for five seconds. <laughs> yeah. 
my guess his problem is that like having sex with Grace kind of ruined everything with her. So now he's with Madison and they're having sex and he tried not to like Madison, but he's falling for her. He, he thinks he loves her, but she called tonight and she said that she didn't want to get married or have kids. So he's like, what's the point? And even like dating anymore. Yeah. And Ben's like, Oh yeah, that sounds hard. And Jack just like leaves and offers to help Ben with like anything he needs. As long as it's not like hitting him. Which is just sweet. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I just have kiss. No. Not for Jill. Jack. But, um. You mean Ben? No, I mean, like, I think that would be good for Ben and bad for Jack. Oh, also, yeah. I'm glad that they're highlighting how difficult it is to be friends with benefits with no, um, you know, feelings involved. Because, like, that's such a huge topic. To the extent that two movies were released in a single year about just that. Friends with Benefits and what was the other one? No Strings Attached. Oh, one yeah. starring Ashton Kutcher and the other starring Mila Kunis. Yeah, it was like Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman, right? Yeah, and that was for sure the worst movie. Which is upsetting to me to admit because I love Natalie Portman. And I hate Justin Timberlake, who was the romantic lead in the other one. Oh, yeah. But that one, Friends with Benefits, was always going to win in my heart because it was written and directed by Will Gluck of Easy A and Peter Rabbit fame. I can't even see you anymore. Yes, I'm trying not to acknowledge (laughs) Fern just hijacking this podcast. She's just fully sitting. Okay, Fern, you've got to move. I'm glad Fern does that to you, too. Linus did that when I was trying to watch Gossip Girl last night. He just, like, sat his ass right in front of my face. And it was like, dude... Let me watch the hot people so, be stupid. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so Leo enters when Jack leaves. And he, he Ben's like, oh, where have you been? And Leo's like, honestly, I was checking on Ricky. He's more of a son to me than you ever will be, yep. you asshole. I fucking hate you. Go die. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to bury you next to your mother, you asshole. Yeah, I'm getting you he a plot in a separate graveyard. And that graveyard is called the ocean. um and he's like ricky moved out of the apartment he's gone none of his stuff is there which who are ricky's moving people that no one noticed him moving out of the apartment yeah yeah because they don't say they say like none of his stuff is there right so like does that include like bed and like dressers and drawers and shit like yeah, I don't know how fully furnished it was before he moved in, because, like, there's a lot of furniture in there, so... Yeah, and he has, like, a single Prius, right? Like... Yeah. Unless they mean just none of his personal affects, like his clothing. Yeah. Which, but that could be. That's so scary. No, that's I under, terrifying. Like, yeah. I was so worried when they brought that up. I'm like, please, I hope he's okay. Yeah. So then we go to the Jurgens household and George and Anne are freaking out because they don't know where Amy is. And finally, Amy texts them that she's with Jimmy. Ashley enters the kitchen and she grabs two ginger ales and Anne is like, whoa, 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 who's the second one for? And George is like, it's fine. It's like this kid named Grant. He's gay, whatever. Um, I guess at, they just assume that Ashley's like operating a gay nightclub in her like room. That would be cool. But just like, the only people who come through are gay. And 
Ashley like scurries away after Anna's like, well, like you have to tell us when you have guests. You can't just like have guests, which this is literally like, Ashley, you're not invisible. Yeah. You're literally contradicting yourself because they know. Anne immediately noticed. Yeah. And you took advantage of them being away from the house to sneak him in. Like that's not invisibility. That's like living in a separate building from your house and waiting until your parents are gone to do stuff they don't approve of. Um, George asks Anne if him, if George asks Anne if her and Dr. Ken decided if they're going to get remarried and she's like, well, we decided that you're not funny. And George is like, I know that's not true. I know he thinks I'm funny. And Anne's like, well, if you want this to work out between us, you can't pressure me to have sex, funny man. Cool. My note on this is I'm so confused. Yeah, none of it makes sense, and that's fine. Apparently, I feel like maybe if you are a single person writing a script and you're doing a lot of cocaine and you write dialogue, you're like, yes, this makes sense. But then when you go to shoot it and there's like a different director, you think they'd be like, um, can we get a rework on some of these lines? The director is for sure also make... just railing cocaine <laughs> off of the Jurgens kitchen table set. <laughs> Um, so we go to Madison and Lauren in... They're having a little marital spat. (laughs) Yeah, Amy's bedroom. And they're both upset because the boys haven't called. And they're like, oh, well, maybe there's no service or there's a big power outage or something. And then they hear John start crying over the baby monitor. And Lauren just groans. She's so annoyed. He's a baby and needs things. It is annoying when babies need things. I'm famously Um, anti-baby, so... My note... Yeah, my note is, okay, I get why Amy never left him with them before. Yes, exactly. They're not good at their jobs. And again, I think if it was one of them alone, they'd be better. Like, they feed off of each other's worst traits, for sure. Yeah. And that's what a marriage should be. Did you say that you're anti-baby or that they're anti-baby? That's not important right now. Okay. We're both, we're all three of us are very anti-baby. I personally think that babies should come out the womb much like um, John Jurgens did at age two years. (laughs) They Um, should start talking immediately. Oh, it's a lot drier out here. That's my impression of a baby exiting the womb. I love it. Then they realize what time it is, and it's 11, and they can't drive past 11, so they go to leave, and George is in the kitchen, and they're like, um, we have to leave, like, we can't watch John anymore, and George is like, leave, that's fine. Yeah. Like, Anne went and got him, it's not a big deal. And George tells them that where Amy went was to go see Jimmy, and they return the favor by being like, oh, you want to hear some high school gossip? Ben and Adrian fucked. Yeah, Madison will literally just tell anyone anything. Oh, for sure. She does not care who they are. Um, she, Gossip Girl. XOXO. Madison! So, <laughs> um, we go to Adrian's room. She's crying. Tom knocks on the door. He wants to talk to her. And she's like, go away. I don't want to talk to you. And he's like, well, I walked all the way here and I'm tired. So, like, you have to talk to me. Which True. Anytime I walk anywhere... I expect things in return. Also, when 
Francia Reza rolls over to get off the bed to go let Tom into her room, like let Tom into the room. Mm-hmm. They didn't cover up a tattoo behind her ear. <gasps> I rewound it and watched it like three times to make sure I was right. But yeah, when she rolls over, you can see like there's a tattoo behind her. Good for her. Right ear, I think. Yeah. Love that. Um, love it. Anyway, so. Um, yeah, but um, it's revealed that good guy Tom has returned. He's back with Tammy. He's not trying to sleep with Adrian, which is yes. good because I was very worried about that. Also, this is another famous Hampton storyline where it's resolved entirely off screen after oh, for three sure. episodes of build. Are we ever going to see Tammy again? No. They couldn't afford her rates. So, <laughs> so Adrian says that she loves Ricky. She wanted to get back at him. And Tom is like, listen, I get it too. I have an anger problem. Um, that's why, you know, Jack got a groin injury. Yeah. Eddie. And he's like, you should have called me and talked to me before you did this. That's not what sex for is for. Sex isn't for revenge. But people's make, people make mistakes and no one's perfect. And Grace is like, yeah, I know that. Because she enters. Yeah. Right when he says that. I'm just, I'm really glad that Tom is out of his dirtbag era. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Me too. Because I was getting really disgusted with that storyline. Um, so Grace is like, Tom, mom's waiting in the car. We went, we've been looking for you. Which is wild that they've been driving around looking for Tom and then they just like stopped at Adrian's house. Did they like watch him walk in? Yeah, I don't know how, unless like Grace is like, oh, Tom did confront me after the fight I had with Adrian. Maybe he decided to go there. I just, I don't know how, yeah, it doesn't really make much sense, but. I think. If it made sense, it would be a different show. It's true. I think Grace has x-ray vision, to be honest. Ooh, that would explain why she's so peppy all the time. Yeah. X-ray vision would be a curse. Oh, horrible. I don't want to be walking through the grocery store and all of a sudden seeing titties. (laughs) so um grace is like sorry i was a bitch but i told you not to do this with ben and you did it so it's like hard to be sympathetic which like okay honestly that's like pretty good communication i think i would leave out the part where i'm like i told you not to do this and you did it but i think i would be like i'm having a hard time being sympathetic right now and so like Maybe I'm not the best person to talk to about this because I also feel hurt. Yeah, and that's that's fair for her to feel that way, you know? But, yeah. But, like, yeah. But, like, leave all the morals about sex out of it. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, like, I think she maybe shouldn't have had Adrian over to start with if she was feeling this mm-hmm. way. She should have just been like, hey, I know you're hurting right now, but, like, I'm also kind of hurting right now because of your actions, and um, therefore maybe you should talk to someone else. Yeah. You know. So <clears throat> then Grace gets a call from Ben, and he's like, Hi, Grace. I'm calling because I'm asking if anyone has seen Ricky. He moved out of his apartment without telling anyone. His parents haven't seen him. We went over there and asked. And Adrian takes the phone. And Ben is like, hi, Adrian, how are you? She says miserable, and he's like, yeah, I am too. Yeah. And they say that they need to talk, but first they should try to find Ricky. Which is huge for this show, that they're even going to attempt communication. Oh, This has never happened before. No. 
So then we go to the Jurgens' house. George is talking to someone off screen, and he's like, I'm taking her keys. And it's Moose again. Who would have thought? Again, Moose is George's only adult friendship. Moose is... Uh, he's like pretty good friends with Ruben now, but yeah. Moose is... Oh, he's also fucking Leo on the side. I forget about that. But Moose is... Um, George's therapist. For sure. See, that's the thing. Like, George doesn't realize he already is going to therapy. That therapist just has four paws and a wiggly tail. Amy enters and she willingly gives him the keys and she's like, ha ha ha, you think this is a punishment? So you're going to drive me to school and to work and like to go pick things up for John, whatever. Yeah, she's like, I actually crave that because I'm sick of doing all this shit alone. So like, thank you. You've helped me. Um, and he asks if she's seen Ricky or he's like, some, he says something about Ricky and she's like, well, Ben slept with Adrian. So Ricky should be looking for Ben, not the other way around. Like, I don't know why Ben's looking for Ricky. And Anne enters and is just astonished that Ben and Adrian had sex with each other. Which I get it. I also thought Ben was going to be a virgin until he was at least 37. Yeah. And George is pissed that Amy asked for a condom from, like, Ashley, because he just found out yeah, he, about this from Anne. He's pissed that Amy got a condom from Ashley. Not pissed that Ashley has an embroidered sack full of condoms for some reason. Oh, for sure. Also, he already knew, but they look at him and he's like, righteous indignation It's one of my favorites, which is a funny line. That's it. what I'm going to do. No. Anytime anybody tells me any drama that I already know, I'm going to be like... <gasps> Righteous indignation. One of my favorites. They're making George into a fun character and it pisses me off. Yeah, they are. He's gradually growing Uh, on me and I just want to hurt someone. But Amy explains the whole thing with Jimmy about, you know, what happened there. We don't care about it. Well, that's the thing. She's like... I think I really like him. And I'm like, okay, that's irrelevant to me because I, as the viewer, actively dislike him. So think of yeah. me, Amy. <laughs> um, And George mentioned something about Grant. And Amy's like, well, Grant isn't gay. Like, he's this tall and he's, like, totally smitten with Ashley. Yeah, he's been, they've been sucking face for the last, like, three days. And George, like, rushes off. He's very upset. And Anna's like, you know you're not seeing Ben again. So that's why you went to see Rim- Jimmy. Ugh. So that's why you went to see Jimmy, right? That's why you went to Rim Jimmy. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and Amy is like happy about Jimmy and liking Jimmy, which is so fun. I like well, I the- like happy Amy. The- Honestly, I'm realizing this is bad, but the reason I didn't like Amy for so long is because she was just kind of a Debbie Downer. I, yeah, she was just having a hard time. Yeah, like that, I like it. That, I get it. That they're showing that she can have like fulfilling relationships with other people, and like her life didn't end when John was born. Yes, because they kept saying that, but they didn't show it, and yeah. now they're showing it. And, and her life kind of like, did end feeling... when she was dating Ben. Is the thing? It's because any joy she got was derived from Ben, who was actively bad to her. Yeah, but so we go to Ash's bedroom, and George enters. He's pissed that she lied to him, even though, like, he assumed. Which, this would have been the perfect place for Ashley to be like, well, you know what assuming does. Yes, makes an ass 
of you. Not me, though. And, me. and George is like, well, I hate any guy who likes you. And she says, I love you for that, Dad. Gross. So gross. So gross. Yeah, and also, how is that possible if she's invisible to him? Riddle me that one, Ashley Jurgens. George thinks she's too young to date because Amy had a baby at 15. I And Ashley's, a, like, frustrated about this. And I understand that. Valid. Like, I've read a lot of books, that just, like, fiction books, but where, like, it's a younger sibling and their older sibling either, like, had a baby young or, like, failed out of high school or... Um, had substance abuse issues and so then like they were extremely sheltered and like not allowed to do anything and like their parents never trusted them because they just assumed that they were going to do the same thing that their older sibling did which is extremely frustrating because you're not the same person and so i understand ashley's frustration about that yeah for sure um and it comes out that grant is hiding in the closet for this whole conversation which already I'm like, this is so funny. Because he's kind of coming out as straight to George. Yeah. And they make a bunch of closet jokes about him being gay. Yeah. George is like, are you sure you're straight? Maybe you're just in the closet. And Grant's like, I'm in a closet. But I want to fuck Not your daughter. the closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Grant says that he's in love with Ashley. Which, again, they really just throw around the word love, which is kind of a high school thing to do, I will say. Yeah. And Grant, they're like, he's like, can you leave now? And Grant's like, well, I have a provisional license and a car. But it's after 11, so, like, he can't leave. And And George is like, well, I guess you can sleep over, but you just have to sleep on the couch, whatever. Um, there's another solution called George, you could drive Grant home. Sure. It's just... Like, and then you could, he could come back and get his car the next day. It's wild to me that he's like, you know what, you can sleep over because I trust Ashley. And it's like, okay, that's not trust, (laughs) that's like letting your teenage daughter walk all over you. Because like, trust does not mean having no rules or regulations. Mm Mm-hmm. Trust is letting Grant come over at all. Stupidity is letting Grant sleep over. Yeah. He's like, you can sleep on the couch. Like, I trust Ashley completely. And Grant's response to this is, I won't abuse the privilege, sir. Gross. And then George leaves and Grant's like, well, I have to leave now. And Ashley's like, he literally just said you could sleep over. And Grant's like, well, it was a test. And then George pops his little head back in and is like, this fucking guy, I love this dude. Yeah, he's like, good man, I'll see you next week. Which, for their day. honestly, kind of cute. Yeah. We're in the kitchen, conversation between Anne and George. They talk about when they're, they were young and in love and how it was the best time of George's life. And he's like, what's that thing you always used to say? The flip side of fear is excitement. Well, I'd be excited to be with you again. And I was like, are you saying that you'd be scared to be with her again? I'd be terrified to... Well, if I'm Anne, I'm terrified to be with George again because he's been a bad partner. Oh, for sure. But if I'm George, I'm not afraid of anything. But then we go to Ben's bedroom. 
Leo comes in and tells him to go to bed. He has people who can find Ricky, a.k.a. his mom connection. For sure. Um, and Leo's like, you need to talk to Ricky, you fucking idiot. You fucked up majorly, you idiot. This is your fault. This is dishonorable. You're not even with Amy. You knew it was wrong and you did it anyway. I can't stand when people make mistakes and blame it on someone else, so don't blame it on Adrian. That's, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, sorry, I totally skipped over this, but Leo mentions that Ricky used to run away when he was in foster care. Yeah. So, like, this isn't a new thing, which is so sad. It's so sad. I just want Ricky to be okay. But again, it pisses me off because I'm so conflicted because I'm like, oh, I hope Ricky's okay. When it's also like, oh, so Ricky's kind of facing consequences for his actions for towards Adrian for the first time. But you know what? Real life is messy like that, you know? Yeah. People are multifaceted and nuanced and not everything not is black monolithic. and white. Some things are gray. So, All 50 shades of them. This gave me real Gilmore Girls vibes, by the way, this conversation. <clears throat> oh, It was like, sure. oh, this is just like, you know, when a close father and son are talking about his first time being a big mistake and he's getting kind of pissy about it. It very much reminds me of um, Rory's disastrous first wading into the waters of sexuality. In the next episode, Ben, like, goes to Europe with his grandmother for a couple months. Yeah, and just doesn't talk to Leo. And then... It's weird. Later, he receives one small piece of criticism and drops out of college? It's so weird. (laughs) Do you think Amy Amy Sherman Palladino and Brenda Hampton are friends? I think... If you ask Brenda Hampton, yes. If you ask Amy Sherman <laughs> Palladino, no. They're acquaintances at best. <laughs> They're colleagues. They're colleagues. That's so funny. And Brenda's like, yes, as my best friend Amy would say. <laughs> um. So, okay, Ben couldn't... Ben is like, I know why I did it with Adrian. Like, I just could never understand how Amy would have ever been with Ricky. So I wanted what I didn't have with Amy. I was jealous of Ricky. So that's why I slept with Adrian. Also, to set the record straight, I never had sex with Maria. We fooled around. I want Amy. I want her back. I didn't plan on doing this with Adrian. And Leo's like, okay, and how do you feel about everything? And Ben's like, like hell. Like hell, dad. You satisfied? And Leo's pissed for the... So he's like, says this line where he's like, I'm so mad that you had sex for the first time in a car with Adrian. And it's like, are you mad that he had sex with Adrian? Are you mad that like his first time was in a car? I think that, Are you mad that he had sex with Adrian in a car? I'm so confused. I think his main issue stems from Adrian deserving to be laid down on a bed of roses. And instead, <laughs> she was laid down in the back seat while he laid pipe outside of his ex-girlfriend's house. Yeah. No, that's true. Like, I don't think anyone's first time should have to be in a car. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. <laughs> so, then, Ben is like, I keep making mistakes. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm so and fucked Leo's up. And like, you keep, you keep making mistakes. What did you do? And Ben's like, you know, he did that thing with Betty. But she kind of interrupts his conversations. Like, you guys need to take a break. You need to calm down. 
and talk in the morning before one of you says something you regret, a.k.a. Ben. Yeah. Because he'll be like, why would I listen to you? You're marrying a hooker, you fucking asshole. Yeah. And then Leo is like, I'm going <laughs> to... There's this audio on TikTok that goes, I'm going to let God fix it. Because if I fix it, I'm going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Leo basically For says. Sure. He's like, I got to I gotta take a break. Ben thinks betty for intervening and she's like i love you ben my note is we don't deserve betty no, I, and he starts to pop betty is a oh, saint yeah. and ben does not deserve betty we deserve betty no. in this hellhole of a show we need one single good thing yeah and ben starts to apologize he's like i'm sorry and she like puts her finger to her lips and shakes her head she's like no like don't mention it we're not gonna we're just gonna move past she's this. so understanding and care like she obviously knows that he didn't actually like he doesn't yeah like his words were Which, spoken like we anger. all and we've all said stupid things right. when we're upset and right. angry yeah um especially when you're 15 that's the thing betty just has so much empathy and she's such a good person yeah i love her and she says good night i love you and she walks away and he's kind of stunned you can tell and he shouts after her i love you too good night um and we end this episode with adrian just like crying and looking out of her window she's looking for ricky i guess yeah i don't know which, yeah, I feel whatever. worse for Adrian in this episode because not only did she fuck up things with Ricky, she also had to sleep with Ben. <laughs> That's just trauma. <laughs> honestly. Ugh. I don't. This episode, honestly, this is the one where I texted you and I'm like, I can't do this show anymore. No. I have no desire to go on, frankly. No. Which I think that's very fair. Yeah. But that was season two, episode 20, Mistakes Were Made. I can't believe that's the title. I cannot. I know. Because when I think of Mistakes Were Made, I'm like, oh, us starting this podcast where we have to watch this show. For sure. Like, I'm glad we have a podcast together, and I'm glad for all of the things that have come out of it. The mistake... Was the secret life of the American teenager. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway. Um, Any more thoughts you have? Because I'm kind of wiped the fuck out. Oh no, I'm definitely. It's it's now 10.25am on Sunday morning. And, and I wish I would have. I feel like I went to church. Yeah, somehow church would have felt better. Oh yeah, I feel like and not like a progressive church. And... Like, I feel like going to yeah. my old like extremely homophobic church and listening to a sermon on how I'm going to hell would have made me feel better than this. I feel like, yeah, I I agree. So, you know, I God is in this Chili's tonight. I really want to go to Chili's. I know you do. Do you want to go to Chili's for your birthday? Oh. Well, your parents are here tomorrow. We should when I get but, back from Wisconsin. We should yeah, we'll go to we should Chili's go to Chili's Sounds and we can call that my birthday celebration. Well, okay, let's end this and then we can yeah, we can for sure make our plans not on a public forum. Anyway, 
Anyway, Jesse if you live in the Chili's Pittsburgh area for... and want to see us, come to us at Chili's. <laughs> yeah. I have We do office hours at Chili's. Aaron, I have gift cards. <gasps> I'm so We can excited. go wild. I have a free chips and case <laughs> reward. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Chili's rewards. My name's Aaron. My name's Jesse. This is Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. You can follow us a lot of ways. You can follow us on Patreon. Listen, I don't know if any of you listened to the episode Just Say Me or the episode before it. Um, you could barely hear me, which is, you know, a problem called I need a new mic. So maybe drop us some money on Patreon. Yes. Also, I have just revealed if we get to 50 patrons, I will write a self-insert fanfic where me and Aaron transfer to Ulysses S. Grant High School. It's going to be so good. And it good. will take place within the arc of um, Just Say Me and the daughter, yes. um, mother-daughter dance, for sure. It's a $1 a month. Um, and then, you know, our audio quality will greatly you yeah, know, improve. For sure. Yeah, so, no offense to your mic, but um, it has been wonky lately. I, I can literally also, only have it in one position or it doesn't record and when we were recording in person it picked me up more than it picked you up which is wild it's yeah (laughs) which is why yeah anyway so you could so patreon we're on patreon we're on instagram we're on tiktok we're on twitter at your two gay friends we're on um you email we're on that platform you can email us at sl with jesse and aaron at gmail.com you can leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That helps us a lot. That helps us grow our audience. Um, you can um, follow our other podcast, Never Been Cool. You can follow Jesse on Twitter at GoJesse2K20. And that's it, I think. Yeah. You can leave us a voice message, too. Yeah. We love hearing from you. We're big fans of you. Unless you suck. I think all of you are so cool. Have a good day. And I hope that there's very little humidity where you're at. Yeah, and I hope that Jeff Bezos perishes on his next space flight. Is he going again? Probably. I don't fucking know. I don't care about that dude. Oh, okay. Okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) goodbye. Okay, well, you need to, like... Sorry, it just sounded like someone tried to get into my apartment. It did sound like that. I heard it. That just freaked the shit out of me. Oh, okay. As, as oh. it should have. It's terrifying. So, <laughs> um, okay. Calm down. So. You need to calm down. You're being too loud.